We are back with this fantasy playoff edition of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth, sponsored by Tape Boys Tire and Service, of course. Stop into any of the locations across northeast Oklahoma, uh, get your tires rotated, get brand new tires, uh, or any other regular services that you might need on your car. Uh, we got a great show today. We preview the playoffs and all the matchups and uh, what could become in next week's matchups. And we also give a deep dive into some of the alpha male struggles on his team, as well as the tightening spud race, which keeps on getting tighter and tighter as the weeks go on. <clears throat> we hope you enjoy the pod and stay tuned for more. Welcome in, everybody, to the playoff edition. I think it's episode eight of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth. We've uh, we've made it a lot farther into this season than we did in last season. You know what? I think for that, that's a fairly commendable job. But uh, Absolutely. We're glad this is the first time we've covered the playoffs. That is. I think last week we stopped about week seven or eight. And, yeah. And this week, we're here we are, week, what, 14 now? Yeah, and things haven't changed much for you. Still nope. fighting it out. For the... <laughs> <laughs> New Here we year, are same a year later. Story. Yeah, New Year, same story. It's only this year. It's more of I feel it's injuries that have caused me to be in the position I am more so than bad management. Last year, it was probably bad management. I didn't draft well. My two starting running backs were Philip Lindsay and Carry uh, on Johnson last mm. year and both of those guys flamed out and were mediocre at best at their at their absolute best they were mediocre are they even starters anymore no i don't think so yeah i didn't think i think they're backups yeah i know philip Lindsay's not he's he had 20 yards yesterday especially these last like five or six weeks melvin gordon's really kind of taking the reins from him and distance yeah. himself and shows why you can't have little midgets running around in the backfield <laughs> oh, short people are cool. <laughs> short people are cool. Adolf there's Hitler, a, all the there's a division three namesake quote right there. We to... <laughs> yes, but I can't remember who my. I don't even think I had good receiver. I had that was last year. DJ Shark was pretty good last year. I had him. I, yeah, I, I, have, I had Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz was the most consistent player last year. I don't know. Oh, I had Russell Wilson as my quarterback, so I did have a decent quarterback. Hey, you can have Zach Ertz this year if you want him. Yeah, I'd rather not. He's. I have him in a. I think I have him in like Stevens League or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, not even in that one. I have it in. I have him in Jacobs League. That's what I have him in. I haven't checked that league since like week five. Too bad the trade deadline's done, or you and I could do a little Mahomes for Zach Ertz trade. Oh, I know. I, you know how much I love trading tight ends. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Olsen's still on the trading block. <laughs> yeah, for real. ESPN made a special obse- exception that you can uh, trade him after the deadline. I can want. trade him whenever I want. He's he is he uh, working at Lowe's? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I think he he's might carrying be. pain or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even know. I think he's still in the league. Yeah, I think he's with, like, the Seahawks yeah. or something like that. I saw him. He caught a pass a few weeks ago, I think. But he's he's definitely not the top tight end option there. Right. I'd see his name. Well, it's like Jason Witten, I guess, is still in the league. but He's playing for Gruden. Yeah. He had, <laughs> I haven't seen him do anything this year. No. He caught a touchdown against the Chiefs. Oh, that's right. I remember watching that game. Yeah, because he had dropped one, like the the series before that or something, and Gruden looked like he just wanted to kill him. <laughs> I don't think there's ever a time where Gruden doesn't want to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, unless he unless he's unless he's drawing up another banana. As funny yeah, as funny as he was listening to, uh, whenever he was commentating games, that man's got to be a nightmare to play for. Oh. I bet you screw up once, and I feel like he just. 
For one, he's got that stare that just like it burns a hole through you. It's Chucky. He looks like yeah, he Chucky. really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and also he's 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 freaking taking victory laps around stadiums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After they beat the Broncos, what his first year as a coach. Yeah, well, then they did it this year to the Chiefs after they beat us. Oh, jeez. He, he paraded around Arrowhead and then blamed it on some bus driver is the reason why they did it. He, like, <laughs> said they took a wrong turn or something. I'm like, oh, three times around the stadium? <laughs> what, do we got Ashton Johnson driving this bus? <laughs> yeah. No, she just wrecks her brother's car. Oh, yeah. That was, I, I am curious to hear what Garrick has to say yeah, about I would, that. So. I would love to hear that story. I thought about Thought about sending a text yesterday, uh, seeing what happened with that. But whatever she smacked, she smacked it pretty good because it looked like the the bumper was hanging off. Both the headlights were broken. Yeah, Nothing yeah. I mean, it was it was just vintage Ashton. I'm glad she's okay, but it was just <laughs> vintage Ashton. And well, then and then Garrick's not even there to deal with it. He's in South Texas camping right now. <laughs> Does he even know that his truck's wrecked? I don't know. I he did text me back, so he must have service. He might he might have been able to see it. One of the few pl- one of the few places he's gone where he's had service. But you know, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's still a little bit of money left over in the Cabo fund. So I'm sure they can just use some of that money and fix the truck with that. The Cabo so. fund. Yeah, they poured Merlin's 401k into it. <laughs> the 401k that he made from building his business up at the gay bar. Oh, <laughs> yeah, now it's a vape shop. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. They got like bongs all across the wall because every time that I go to uh, El Mage whenever I'm home, you can just see in there and they've got them all spread out across the across the wall. It's like, I think you guys sell a little bit more than vapes. Yeah, there's got to be weed in there. We could ask they that. To, hopefully, hopefully they do something for jewels. I'll, I'll go in there and see if I can get a jewel. <laughs> maybe i'll ask them if we can pick them up as a sponsor we yeah can have maybe boys in the local vape shop <laughs> as long as they sell mango jewel pods then we can oh yeah yeah there you make... go. they're probably doing that that's illegal but <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah the so... playoff picture is is shaping up to be kind of interesting caleb's gonna advance of course robert and daniel had their buys I'm up 30 on Garrett tonight, and he's got Lamar. So, against the Browns' defense, which you'd never think you'd say this, but I think you'll probably say, because Lamar hadn't been that great this year. I hope so. I'll I'll tell you one thing. I'll vent the the ESPN fantasy football uh, win probability percentage. Yeah, where the hell did that come from? I don't know, and it has me with a 98% chance to win. No, yeah. I agree that I have over a fifty percent chance to win. I like ninety eight seems I'm a little at, high though. But there's not a ninety eight percent chance that Lamar is under thirty points. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Well, I was I was watching my win probability yesterday, and obviously they were right. But <laughs> uh, I like the second slate of games in the afternoon, and I was it was giving me like a two percent chance to win, even though I was up like seventy one to. It was it was like seventy one to sixty at this point, and the only thing the only person he had left to go was the Steelers defense and Deontay Johnson, and I had Chase Claypool, which he's been a bust the last like three weeks, but he like he was good for me like midway through the season, so it's like I don't know have anybody better, so it's like I've got I, I can justify keeping him in my starting lineup. Yeah, he, the next he, best guy is DJ Shark. He was personally responsible for beating me when we played. Yeah, that's right. He handed uh, it to me. I've lost to you and Zach this year, but I've beat Robert and Caleb and those guys. So, I mean, this if you want to talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team, (laughs) Preston losing to boot is – you never know what you're going to get. Probably bad coaching. (laughs) Probably bad coaching. (laughs) Oh, but, yeah, I followed – this week, my point to- this week and last week, my point totals are a lot like they were whenever we were in non PPR, and you could win games where you put up seventy nine points. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. But can't do that anymore. I remember there was one year I made the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure I had 
one of the lowest or the second lowest points for because I was I was getting the Garricks of the league. I think that might have been the first year we went to PPR where everybody was just having like horrible weeks against me. But because I was that was I think that would have been four years ago at this point because we that would have been whenever I had I had Todd Gurley and uh, Doug Martin in their bad years. And I was like bouncing from quarterback to quarterback. Jeez. I remember there was there was one week where I had Blake Bortles as my starting quarterback. Blake Bortles, <laughs> Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I, I meant to tell you before I came on here. I'm I'm here at home, and Scott's Scott's here, and he told me to make sure that I say on air that uh, everybody's pulling for you to repeat for the spud. Oh, I mean, I know they are. And... <laughs> It's just it comes with the territory, but do you want to talk about that text exchange today? Okay, I'm Scott. You've got to be put in your place because this is honestly ridiculous <laughs> to even mention. Okay, I wouldn't count it up. I wouldn't count it up today. I was I didn't have much to do. I was off today because uh, at my house they had to put in windows, and so I had to stay home and watch that and make sure they didn't steal anything. But that's mm. besides the point. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I don't have anything better to do. It's like 9 o'clock. I'm scrolling on my phone. I'm like, I'm going to go check and see how many games my guys have, like, missed because of injury. And I looked it up. Christian McCaffrey has missed um, – what is it? He missed 10 games. He's only played in three all year. Or no, he's missed 11 at this point, I think. No, no, t- no, it's 10 because of the bye. Forgot about that, but it's week 14. But yeah, so he missed 10. Joe Mixon has missed seven. He hadn't he hasn't played a game since week seven. Um or week six, my bad. Um Cortland Sutton has missed all but a half, a half of football. That's 13 and a half games. He's played in one half this season. Yeah, he he uh so he was out week one with a shoulder injury. Went in uh, against the Steelers and had like nine points. At half. He had like sixty some yards at halftime, so he was having a, he was having a decent week um, or a decent start to the week, especially against the Steelers defense. Mm-hmm. And we like this is after Drew Locke was already out, um, so Jeff Driscoll had thrown it behind or thrown it like right off Cortland Sutton's like helmet or something, and it got picked off. Well, whenever he was chasing the guy down. He like landed on his leg wrong and tore his ACL. Oh, so he was out before halftime of that game, where he had already had nine points. And so, like, who knows what he would have done the rest of the game? Who knows what he would have done the rest of the season? He was primed to have a big year, though. I'm convinced because he had a really good second year with four different quarterbacks, and finally having like consistent like one guy at the quarterback, whether or not Drew Locke's consistent or not. It's still he would have been by far the best receiving option I had and a legit mm-hmm. like wide receiver one, like toward like a middle tier wide receiver one. Whereas uh-huh. now I'm having to run with Cooper cup who each week, somebody's a different num- the different number one receiver for the Rams. And then everybody else is just waiver claims. So I had, I didn't have DJ. I had DJ shark on my bench, I think to start the year. Um, who else did I pick up? Oh, and then I picked up, Chase Claypool and uh, what's his name? T. Higgins. And T. Higgins has been okay this year, I guess. He doesn't uh-huh. score a lot of touchdowns, but he gets a lot of receptions. But he's kind of tailed off since uh, Joe Burrow's gone out. But anyways, that's all <laughs> beside the point. As to I, I calculated it. I calculated <laughs> I calculated up. And from my top my three of my top four picks alone, I've missed 30 and a half games on the year. Oh Not to mention, that was the number one pick and my number two running back, who are both – who were both last year top five running backs in fantasy. And this year, Joe Mixon was a top ten guy whenever he went out, which he's – having a top ten guy as your number two running back is incredible. Like, right. you can't ask for any more than that. No. And here I am, can't do anything, so I had to go – I had to go start, like, Devin Singletary one week, which he was good at the beginning of the season, tailed off towards the middle. I actually just picked him back up this last week, and he's been okay again. 
Um, but who else did I have after that? I don't even remember who I had on my bench after that. You're getting ready to go pick up Frank Gore, aren't you? (laughs) Dude, I'm hurting. That's for sure. But but it's like, I can't, you can't realistically expect me to compete whenever three of my top four picks are out for basically the entire year. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll go back to my week one roster and see if I can. Okay, so week one, I had Patrick Mahomes at running back, uh, that quarterback, sorry. McCaffrey and Joe Mixon at running back. Cooper Cup and DJ Shark at wide receiver. Noah Fant at tight end. Devin Singletary is my flex, the Bills defense, and Kaimi Fairbarn. And then, um, oh, that's why. I drafted Sonny Michelle as my other back. back and. Dropped him, I'm pretty sure, like the next week. Um, but then I also had Leonard Fournette, who he had gotten picked up like the day of our draft. I'm like, well, I don't trust Ronald Jones. He's been bad the last two years he's been in the league. But no, I agree. He's had a decent year this year, though. I mean, he's been okay. Yeah, he's been better than Leonard Fournette. That's for sure. He was a healthy scratch in yesterday's game. And, and so – Oh, yeah. So, the next week, I had DJ Shark at my flex. And in the first two weeks, Shark had 11 and then 13, which is – like, and 12, which is – that's pretty serviceable for a flex guy. Yeah. As long as you get, like, double digits. I'd say that's serviceable. Um, My biggest miss on the year, though, I dropped Justin Jefferson. He was my last pick in the draft. And I wasn't patient with him. I dropped him in week three, which, looking back on it, was a mistake, a big mistake. Um, who did I pick? Hmm. Oh, I dropped him to pick up Malcolm Brown because I needed a running back at that point. And Malcolm Brown didn't do anything. But Is anyway, he that Rams guy? Yeah. Because okay. because everybody thought Cam Akers was going to be that be the guy going into the year, he was a bust until last week, and then Malcolm Brown had a really good week one. They dropped whoever had him dropped him in week three, and so I picked him up, and he didn't do anything, so I dropped him again. Well, fast forward to what is it? When was the trade deadline? Like week seven? Yeah, it's usually oh, oh the trade that or er, that early was the trade deadline. It might be like week eight or nine. I can't. I thought it was that. usually like mid-November. Mm, that might be. Oh, then there was one week like November twelfth up... or something. Sounds right. Yeah. Then there was one week where I picked up Philip Lindsay. Oh, here's okay. Here is where Noah Fant got hurt. He gets hurt in week four. He gets hurt in the first half against the Jets. He has eight points, which again he's he's gonna probably. And that was a, we scored thirty-seven that game. So. There's a chance he might score a decent this game. Well, he gets hurt in the first half and then come back in. So we have a bye. <laughs> the, we have a bye the next week, and we play the we played the uh, Patriots the following week. Um, he didn't play in the Patriots game. So week seven, we fast forward to that. We're playing against Kansas City, and I also remember watching this game. He had. Go look at his little stat line here. Hmm. So he had three catches for 38 yards, also left in the first half of this game. So that's that's two and a half. I think it's like two and a half full games that he missed mm-hmm. with, because he was dealing with an ankle injury. And so uh, here we go. Week, week eight is whenever the trade for Mike Davis happened. And subsequently, this is also the week that I had to pick up Giovanni Bernard because Joe Mixon went to IR. <clears throat> and so, right off the bat, I'm, I'm down to two backup running backs. And before Scott ever says anything about me ripping off Caleb, <laughs> for one, Caleb came to me. He asked me if I wanted to make this trade. 
I think that he's directing that anger more at Caleb than at you. I I don't think he's faulting you for making a good deal. Well, but the thing is, it really wasn't that great of a deal for either of us because he gets on my team. He gets, what did I say, week week eight. He's had, I mean, it was an okay deal, but so week eight, he had eight points. Week nine, he had eight points. Week 10, he had eight points. Um, week 11, he had 15. Week 12, he had 10. And then this week, he had 26. So this week was the best output he'd had since he's been on my team. Was This and this I, week was kind of an outlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like, to, to say that that was a good trade for either of us isn't really true. Because, I mean, granted, Caleb's in the playoffs, so it doesn't even matter for him. Mm-hmm. But... And he's, but he's probably making it out just as good with uh, Le'Veon Bell as he is with Mike Davis. And Mike Davis only got twenty six because he had two touchdowns yeah. this week. So two tutters. Yeah. So shut your face, Scott, because my team's been struggling all year just to get by. And you know what? Maybe I, I had some draft misses, but if you were to tell me going into that going into this year that the roster I started out with, with Mahomes at quarterback, McCaffrey and Mixon at my running backs, uh, Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver one, Cooper Cup as my wide receiver two, Noah Fan as a tight end, and a combination of DJ Shark and Devin Singletary as my flex, you'd say, that's probably a playoff team. Well, nope. Here we are fighting to stay out of spud watch again. Nope. Penn State. <laughs> nope. Penn State. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the Spud race. So I'll tell you, I think I really don't. You have the advantage, clearly, because you have the tiebreaker. And I mean, you just basically got to win one of these next two. I think. To, yeah. To, if to I just a minute. If I can win, yeah. If I can win just one game, I think I'll be okay because Preston, I think, is starting to peak at the right time. In the consolation bracket. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the last two weeks he's put up pretty good, pretty good numbers. Like he had 122 um, a week ago, and then 142 this week. Um, see what he had in week 12. That may have been against me. He had 122 in week 12, also. So. Hmm. So yeah, he's putting he's putting up a good output each week. His team's really not all that bad. They just they just ended mm-hmm. up in the yeah they the wrong the wrong thing. But here's the thing though, you're even, I don't think you're going to take the spud. But if you don't take the spud, it's likely that you're going to take a name change though. Right? You know, I can I can take a name change now. <laughs> I just I do not want to hold another lumpy, greasy. Sewage yeah. smelling dump ever again. <laughs> that was for those of you that don't haven't gotten the privilege of being last <laughs> place yet. It's degrading holding another man's feces. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, whenever that feces, it was the first legitimate like spud somebody had to catch. It wasn't even a spud. It was like the, it was like the sloppy Joe that they slop on a pad like on the bread. That <laughs> I was... hope nobody's eating. Listen to this. <laughs> it was unreal. I like it was so warm and just not a good feeling, and that stench yeah. did not leave your hands. Like really? I went home and soaked it in bleach, and my hands were all crusty the next day. But it still didn't really get it out that well. Really, poop? The smell of poop doesn't come off your hands? You know, surprisingly, it, wouldn't, it doesn't really that well. Huh. But. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I really thought that you could just wash it off and it'd be fine. That must, I mean, that was just rancid, what Clay It laid. was the, um, like the, cons- that one that made it to where, like, it seeped into, like, every little pore and nook and cranny in my hand, but it got that, underneath your cuticles and it thankfully, just thankfully I kept the yeah, but well that's, that's good because 
I mean, that that's not going to be fun. If Zach is the one that ends up catching this, which I would say there's a 70% chance Zach, 65, 65, 70% chance Zach catches the spot. Yeah, because, because as, break. as it looks right now, um, so I'm currently in ninth place. He's currently in 10th. He's going to make up eight points on me in the points four, which is what the tiebreaker is. I am. I currently have 120 more points for than him. So unless he absolutely goes off in these next two weeks, and I just keep on putting out 79 points, and well, if if he goes off, then it won't matter because and I put up 79 points, I'll just be sol. Lose but, it by but out. You'll lose it regulation. Yeah, exactly. So. It's interesting. I, I think, but right now, though, I think we can safely say that second to last and last have been decided. It's you and Zach jumping yes. for those positions. I, I think that, like, Preston, are Preston and Clay safe? Um, let's see. So, who, one, so Preston's safe. Preston is safe because he's, he's two games ahead of Zach and I. And, Way ahead in the points four, so that won't get made up. Now Clay, Clay's probably still safe because I think he, what did he put up this week in the points? He put up ninety one, so he'll he'll gain twelve on me. So he is currently up. 40 no 50 he's currently at 53 points on me and the points four so 53 plus he's up he'll be up 65 points on me next week going into next week and where so, are your two records at uh well he'll be at six and eight and i'll be at five and nine so okay. if well I, he there's a world where he i mean he's not that, officially safe but he i think he's safe from the spud because even if he loses out and Zach wins out, uh, well, no, that's not right. <sighs> yeah, I guess because if Zach, if Zach and I both win next week, we'll play each other again. I'm pretty sure because I think what it does is like the winner of the next week ends up. If I remember right, like the winner, the two winners in the previous week play each other the next week. So, so Zach can't win out and I can't win out. If I think, if I remember right, but so yeah, there is, there is a path where Tate, where Tate salad might end up holding a spud. But a lot of stuff has to work out. I mean, we're talking like election lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and you know what? I just need to, I just want to stay out of last place. I don't want to have to deal with that again. I don't want to practice my cupping form. No, you don't want to have to, I mean, I just imagine like, if you just happen to sniff catching a whiff of that as you're catching it just has to be a travesty. Oh my goodness! I the thing was last year when it happened, I didn't smell it until I pulled my hands back and was getting ready. I was trying to find a place to to dump it, and this was after everybody had already taken pictures of <laughs> my defiled hands. And I'm walking it. I turn around, and the wind must have been like a light breeze must have been going that way. But it, I caught a whiff of it, and almost yacked in my hands. You threw it in Clay's plants, I think. You yeah, threw, I did. You threw it in Jen's garden. Uh, yeah, I did. I'm sure whatever tomato plant she's got growing there is blooming pretty good right now, or was. It's got, I don't know what Clay has a mixture of in that dump, but it was a mixture of a bunch of stuff in there. Dip spit and <laughs> dip spit, mixture of Corona and the hot dogs and burgers we were eating that day. Those burgers, there's probably a stick of butter in there too, since he's into eating that these days. <laughs> yeah, that was so gross. 
I could. Well, I really. I want to set that up. I really want to watch that. <laughs> it was gross, but I'm anxious to see it. I don't think Garrick has a chance in that one. No, Garrick doesn't have the stuff to do it. You heard that that uh, Clay beat Garrick in the hot dog eating contest at camp this year, right? I I heard that Garrick finished like in third behind Cooper, didn't he? Yeah, Garrick lost to Cooper. To Cooper. He lost to Cooper, and Garrick lost to me. I was Dang. The guy in it. Yeah, Garrick finished fourth. You want to talk about a fall from glory? <laughs> that man, he is hes out of his prime. I guess switching colleges every semester really takes it out of you. <laughs> Packing that U-Haul really, really drained him. <laughs> free free yeah. agency's a B, man. <laughs> it really is. Oh, geez. But, so, yeah, I guess looking ahead – so we've we've done our due diligences with the uh, with the losers bracket. Let's take a look at the the playoff bracket to see where that's stacking up. So obviously Scott got his cheeks absolutely clapped this week, which isn't. This is what I don't understand about this man. <laughs> you are talking so much trash for a guy that backdoored his way into the playoffs. The only reason you even made it into the playoffs is because I had the worst week I've had in two years in fantasy against you in the last week of the season. Yeah. So don't give me that crap about how, oh, I'm a good manager. No. Yeah. You, I just he told me today, week. he said he listened to our podcast two weeks ago, and he goes, you were really hating on me. You said I wasn't going to make the playoffs. And I said, well, you barely made the playoffs, and then you got smashed by like 60 points. I mean, and I don't, he wouldn't I don't know that, if I would, would be talking trash about making the playoffs when you go have that performance. Well, and that's the thing. If Clay doesn't put up 150 last last week, Scott doesn't even make the playoffs. So it's Clay that makes the playoffs. Right. Or it's, it's Preston that makes the playoffs. So it doesn't even matter. No. And, and I mean, that was one of the quickest exits. I mean, it was it was over – I mean, that last amen at church hadn't been said on Sunday, and, and we already knew that Sean lost the, the first yeah. round. It was, I mean, basically like Reagan versus Mondale in 1984 when he won 49 out of 50 states. It's like we called this thing at 7 o'clock that night. <laughs> yeah. Good it's, night. And it's like, it's like last year with the college football playoff. Everybody knew whoever got that four seed, they were getting the – the ever living dog crap kicked out of them. Yep. It didn't matter if it was us. It didn't matter if it was Utah. It didn't matter if it was Oregon. It didn't matter if it was Bama. They were getting the crap kicked out of them again. <laughs> didn't matter if it was. That was great. I like that. That was a good bit. <laughs> but so it's like Scott just simmer down a lot because you can't be cocky when you barely you got to the door of the club and the bouncer said nah. <laughs> I might have been I might have been in the back of the line, but you know what? We ended up in the same spot, not in the club. So he said, I'll leave at two o'clock. No, you won't. <laughs> we gotta go to the front, guys. All right, it's time to go. When you had when you had your stool pulled up in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> we were calling we were, we were just yelling. We were calling was... you Bobby Huggins the whole night. <laughs> On top of that, it was in the middle of the dance floor, but the uh, exit to get up and like down off that stage were right in front of me. So everybody <laughs> had to walk around regardless of where they went. <laughs> they, they had to walk when they had to go to the restroom or something. They had to make their way across behind Bobby Huggins, wondering why there's a guy sitting on a stool. Right <laughs> you should have worn a windbreaker, a big windbreaker. <laughs> I should have. Who knows? I might've been, I don't know. Oh. Half the times I didn't even care about my appearance and ever, Whenever I was in old Logan's on the corner. Logan's on the corner. You always made sure you had your roping hat on, though. Oh, uh, the one I swiped at Billy Bob's? Yeah, that was a good find there at Billy Bob's. Yeah, that was. I wear that quite a bit. Yeah, you never know what you're going to find. Exactly. Uh, so never let's know. See. Who's, the, uh, who's the favorite, do you think, in the playoffs? <laughs> Honestly, even though he kind of had a little fall from Grace at the end, I think it was just because of the way the points for fell because he didn't rack up as many at the beginning of the year, like during the year. But I think Beer and Sigs is the favorite right now. Yeah. Especially whenever you put up 161 in the first week. Um, but then, the, like I said, Robert's team, even though he got the, the one seed this week, 
he's not trending in the right direction. No, like he had a hundred. Maybe he just didn't set his lineup this week, and that because I'm not looking at his what his lineup was. But 103 in week one, even though it was bye week, that doesn't make me feel too confident. That's kind of like I don't know. Well, Andy's got to play the Sigs. He's got to play the Sigs yeah, too. Oh, that's right, because he goes to the – well, no, I think he's playing you. I thought Robert was – is Robert not the number one overall seed? Yeah, he is. I think because uh, uh, Caleb is the third seed, so right. he'll play – because I think it's the lowest remaining seed goes to the highest remaining seed. Um, yeah, that may be – oh, but... so I get to play Robert? Yeah, so you might you might get your way into the championship. I mean, don't wanna, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I, I'm, I want you next week. I yeah. think, I think that your team is a is a dying duck right now. It, yeah, it's not exactly smooth sailing for I'm going to pummel Sigs. Yeah, um, I, I am playing the pummelers. Yep. But uh, then, like I had called at the beginning of the year. I had said that I think Daniel's team looks pretty good. Whenever we had him on the pod, I said that I think he's he's got a chance to to really make some noise this year. Here he is, the two seed, and Grant he's he's might be running into a buzzsaw against Beer and Sigs. He gets his boys up and ready to play in the playoffs. But I really think, I, as much as I don't want to admit this, I think probably the winner of that semifinal is going to be the winner of the league, probably. Unless, just, I mean, you never know. They could just have a letdown, though, in the championship. I just think those teams have had have been the two most consistent teams all year. Um, we can do a little position preview. So, I don't know if you have your team pulled up, or you probably know who's on your team. Yeah. But uh, Robert's biggest area of concern is honestly his quarterback position. Because he's got Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely his area of concern. He's got Matthew Stafford and nobody else on his team right now. Mm. So that could, could. Get, that could get deadly because Matthew Stafford's probably going to be hurt next, out next week. Um, Everybody then, hurry up and go pick up all the quarterbacks in the league so Robert doesn't have <laughs> But uh, make him running start, backs are okay. He's make got him start Z. some rando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got Zeke and J.K. Dobbins as the running backs. And he's got Calvin Ridley, who's he's great. Um, and Terry McLaurin, he's been kind of up and down. But um, who else? And he's got Kelsey as a tight end. So he's got a pretty formidable team. But Especially that Kel- Do you know that Kelsey is leading the NFL in receiving yards? Really? Not just like among tight ends? No. Clearly, wow. uh, clearly among tight ends out of even receivers. That's crazy. That's amazing. That guy's insane. He is. He's, I don't know. Like, what makes it Kelsey so hard? I understand he's he's fast for his side. He's got good hands and he runs good routes. So, right up, like, if you're a tight end and you run good routes, you're automatically going to be kind of a mismatch because most tight ends don't really run good routes. They just rely on being big. Yeah. But, like is, I don't. What makes him so special that like defenses just can't guard him? I know, is it because there's Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman on the other side? So it's just like he's in the middle all the time, wide open. Got to be a combination of him being really good and also when you're surrounded by weapons, it, it yeah they can't. They can't and I guess people are. You. Yeah, and people I guess are more content to give up ten yards, eight or nine, ten yards on a reception as opposed to letting Tyreek Hill just burn him deep every play because if they just matched up a corner one-on-one to stop the underneath stuff, Tyreek Hill's going to have a game like what he had whenever I played Garrick where he scores 57 points in the game. Yeah, and they but, still do that occasionally. He still, yeah, he still burns people sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a pick-your-poison with the Chiefs. But let's see. We'll go to – to your team, so yeah. See, you have just your team's just really balanced. I mean, having Kyler, well, I know he's tailed off a little late. Yeah, but he's still, he's still a good QB to have. Um, and then obviously having Derrick Henry, that's just 
unfair. Chris Carson does I mean, a good job. We're kind of other than AJ Brown, we're kind of weak at receiver right now because Julio Jones just has a major case of agenitis. Just, yeah, year. exactly. Just like Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon, I mean, they just don't want to come and play. It's just awful. Let's just let's just plug it up here and get back on the field here, ladies. Exactly. Please. Like if you didn't have to have surgery to get everything fixed, you should be out back. On, I can understand missing a week. Get back out on the field after a week or two. You got you've had enough time to rest. You don't need a whole season to rest a sprained ankle. No, you don't need a whole season to to rest a bum shoulder. That's stuff you fight through. And 10 years ago, they would have fought through it. Megatron didn't ever miss many games because of that stuff. He played through it. Maybe I might have shortened his career like five extra years. <laughs> but you know what? He showed up and he played. We sound like two old men here. <laughs> we do. But yeah, I, it looks – to me, your biggest weakness is tight end. Yeah. But obviously, going from Kelsey to Hurst, that's going to be a big step down. But, I mean, Hurst had his moments where he's been good this year, so you never know what you're going to get from him. No, usually bad, though. Mostly bad. (laughs) (sighs) Let's see. And then, I guess on the other side, see, we got 12 minutes to get this thing all wrapped up. So, for those of you that weren't aware, we have a time load on these podcasts after an hour that stops recording. So... And while this po- the actual podcast won't be an hour long, we have to cut up and make some changes. But but anyway, so Beer and Sigs, their biggest yeah their biggest weakness looks like running back. Uh huh. They've got David. Although they've been projected a lot, they got twenty four and twenty two out of his two running backs this week. So huh. yeah, but if he has. So, he had DJ Moore out this week, and DJ Moore's been pretty good this year. Um, But he's got Allen Robinson and Stephon Diggs. So, that's two really good receivers. And Caleb also put up 161 with getting zero from a guy. He He didn't get any points from Debo Samuel this week at his flex. But he had 22, 24, 22, 27, and 29 from – his starting QB, his two running backs, and his two receivers. I'm looking at it now. That's ridiculous. One through, that's, look at one through five, like you just said. Yeah, that's unreal. Well, even that's, his tight end, sixteen. Uh, even his defense puts up thirteen. Yeah, that's and impressive. gave up thirteen points, and they gave up twenty-seven. That's not necessarily a good outing points-wise, but they but they did a lot in a pick six and a safety. Yeah, you don't see that every day. No, you don't. That's that was an impressive output by Caleb. Well, Scott just needs sixty-four from Chubb and a defense. I think it's doable. <laughs> if Chubb goes and gets him forty, he puts himself in contention. Yeah, that's true. Is he, uh, does he have the Browns defense or the Ravens defense? Ravens. Oh well, there ain't no way that he's getting combined sixty out of that. No, not with the way Baker, the Magic Man Mayfield's playing right now. <laughs> exactly. He's a uh, He's really sticking it to the haters right he now. He woke up feeling pretty dangerous this morning. He did. Um, but then we'll go to the the super can super cam man can't. I I can never really understand I can never pronounce that name. Is it super cam man or what? I think he meant it like because Cam Newton's on was on his team. He doesn't play it. Yeah. But now he play it's gotten so bad that uh, he's playing Kirk Cousins these days. Oof. But yeah, he's, but he's super got... super cam man can't. But I thought there'd be another M there because right now it's yeah. just because it's spelled super K man can't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, what are you getting at there, dude? I thought he was talking about some sort of lizard when I first read it. <laughs> but no, no. Now he's playing. You like that? And he and he <laughs> named his he, now Cam Newton. Yeah, he's not even on his team anymore. Oh, I think I might have lost you. I don't know. That's weird. You there? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, there we go. I don't know what was going on. But uh, anyways, yeah, his – so 
His he's got Dalvin Cook. That's a good running back to have. Kirk Cousins, yeah, I wouldn't want to have him. But I guess he made a good choice in starting Cousins over Roethlisberger this week, though. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Oh. Well, frick. This is weird. Hold on just a sec. Can you hear me now? A few moments later. Anyway, so what I was saying was you had mentioned about Kirk Cousins and how Daniel has him. I I had just said that he made a good decision in starting Kirk Cousins this week as opposed to Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter. I think he he's up by a decent amount this week. Or no, he... I don't know why I said that. He's the number two seed right now, so he didn't even play this week. Yeah, he's up like a hundred and something zip. Yeah, this week. But one thing I will say about Daniel's team, while his quarterbacks are the best, and he doesn't exactly have the best um, running back too, so that could get him into some trouble. But his receiving core is tied in, and his flex that is about as good of a receiving core and flex combinations you could have having Hopkins DK Darren Waller and Amari Cooper oh geez yeah yeah that's that's a good combination to have and then to be yeah and then he's got Greg the leg so you can the one the one shining star on the Cowboys right now one shining star in a galaxy of darkness that just got hit by an asteroid (laughs) Even yeah, though they exactly. did, they won again yesterday, they're actually kind of right in the ship a little bit. But I still hate them. So yeah, I yeah, the Cowboys are just so easy to hate. Are the Deadskins kind of good? You know, I think they might be. I mean, they beat the Steelers, who are looking overrated more and more each day. Yeah, they're having a little. I was watching Cowherd today. And he was talking to these – they're like, they've got a little bit of a Patriots feel last year to them. It's like they started off 8-0, were beating up on some really crappy teams, and then they came back down to earth and just didn't look very good. And th- that's kind of how the Steelers have been all year. They've been beating up on crappy teams for the most part, mm-hmm. crappy teams and JV squads. And they play two good – well, not even two – they play a good team this week and get rocked. So they almost lost the lowly Cowboys too. Several they weeks did. Ago. They almost lost to the Broncos in week two with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Yeah. So their their undefeated record before these last two weeks was kind of smoking mirrors a little bit. Yeah. It was already fraudulent. But uh, but yeah, I guess we can uh, we can wrap it up now. Lisa Salters is on my uh, on my TV screen right now, oh, so I know Caleb. I know Beer and Sigs is popping a chubber right Caleb now. Caleb is having to without the tissues. <laughs> so uh because i guess he's crying this, because he's you... crying seth That's because yes because he's crying <laughs> but, i don't uh, lose any more sponsors <laughs> no we don't we <laughs> the one that we've got yeah we're gonna lose it for inappropriate content <laughs> but uh so i guess i'll leave you with this who uh who do you got tonight in the ravens and 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 Browns game. Um, you know what? I kind of have a feeling the Browns might win. The Ravens just owned them their first meeting, but the Browns have been playing better, and I don't know. Yeah, I could also not... see the Browns' streak of playing good ending tonight, too. I could honestly see it either way. Yeah, I could see it either way. I just think the Ravens team now is not the Ravens team that started the year, right. and the Browns team that's now is not the same. Yeah, that's fair. They figured some stuff out. Not having Odell has helped them avoid distractions. Um, no cocaine and I think, strippers in the I think hotel room. Really use this as a prove it game because they, they, exactly. But uh, like, I'm sure all Baker's been hearing all week is, well, they beat the Titans, but can they do it again? It's like the, and people just keep moving the goalposts on them. It's like 
they he finally did what he asked and that he beat a playoff team. So what more do you want from him? Well, now he's got his perfect opportunity. If you can beat the Ravens again, or if you, you can beat the Ravens tonight, then you'll have two wins over good teams back to back. And then they play the Bengals, I think, next week, or they they play some really crappy team next week. Um, and then they finish with the Steelers, so they they could get to ten wins tonight. You got to think with with the Raiders pretty falling off the cliff. You got to think the Browns are probably going to be in. Probably. probably. Yeah, exactly. Because I think uh, who? Because there's the the Dolphins and mm-hmm. the Titans. I think that are behind them. Because I think they're both eight and five. So, so yeah, or nine and I think the Titans will be nine and five. But yeah, the this will be big if the Browns can win it. I hope they do. Oh, I, I, love boy Bake, I would love big shine and put all the haters to bed finally. But. Oh, love them. I know. But, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for this week's edition of Football's Finest. We uh, we made it – well, we barely would have made it in the time limit, but we overcame some technical difficulties, yeah. and uh, it was good talking to you. I look forward to – I look forward to week two of the playoffs next week. We'll, <laughs> you we'll too, have a man. picture uh, of who's going to be cupping their boys, hands this time next week. So. Oh, yeah. Think, yeah. Yes. Go in and get your tires looked at and get whatever you need done on your on your car before Clay poops in your hand and then you have to, uh, to settle for a yeah. discount tire after that. Exactly. So basically, or if you get your hands dumped on and take just don't go back for or a couple like months. That. Yes. No, don't tell yes, them about that. Because surely they haven't found out. But, uh... <laughs> all right, you too. Oh, all right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists Covered in oil Strumming my sixth string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp, hey, they're beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know it's nobody's fault